Wrestling fans, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the ever effervescent, I guess it means I took a bath, <laughs> TJ, TJ Logan. And with me, the man who always smells of gin, vodka, or whiskey, depending on what day or hour of the day it is, actually. Or tequila. Or tequila. That's right, he's international. No racism in this guy, folks. We're talking about the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio. Yes, sir. Are, are, yes, are you straight enough to do the show today? I'm straight enough to do the show. Yes, I am. All right. And, and there's no girls lurking about. We know you're a bit of no. a womanizer. Okay. Folks, let's enjoy the one hour here that uh, Elio... I'm, I can hear girls beating on the door. I'm sure they're beating to get in, <laughs> not out. He is a gentleman. Elio, yes, did you have a good week? Did you have a good I week? I did brother? have a good week, yes. Though that's good, you know. Plenty of wrestling. Um, there's lots of stuff that I, I covered. You know... Uh, we went over, we usually, folks, uh, before we get started, we do a really quick uh, preamble about what we're going to talk about, just mm-hmm. so we get on the same idea. There is one thing I forgot to mention that I wanted to mention really quickly, and we'll talk about it in the first uh, segment. We're going to talk about the AAA show in um, Madison Square Garden. I watched uh, a few of the matches, okay. and uh, it was it was, it was was actually pretty good. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, okay. the main event was not very satisfying, mm-hmm. but there was an incredible match in there that we're going to talk about. But before we get started, um, we always like to start off with the poll. We always want to know what you people uh, think out there. And okay. sometimes I, I, I ask myself why I bother because I ask these questions. And I, Elio, is it really hard to just say yes or no? No, it's not that hard. It's not that hard because to answer there's a question. So many- so many of the comments that we do get after reading the comment, I have no clue if they mean yes or no. Sometimes they're asking questions about other questions, and it's like, you know what? I enjoy the fact that you took the time to write, but I'd really love the fact if you just at least somewhere in your ramblings of idiocy gave me a yes or no. It's that simple, okay? Um, if you want to pose another question, by all means. I mean, I may not listen to him, I may not give a crap, but... At least answer the question a yes or no somewhere in here, folks. It's not a tough one. All right. Let, let's take a look. This week's question was, will Anthem Media's right. purchase of Access TV, does that mean Impact Wrestling will see resurgence? Now, before we take a look at the poll, Elliot, what do you think? Do you think with Access buying Impact, that Impact may, uh, or sorry, with Anthem buying Access, that means, you know, Impact is owned by Anthem. Does that mean... That anthem will have a bit of a, our impact will have a resurgence on the scene. Well, I hope so. Uh, I hope they uh, actually get a, like better like storylines and going because right now there every week that I I want to try and watch it like I tried to watch it this past week and I just couldn't do it. I mean, in the main event we had Tommy Dreamer, we had RVD and Rhino showing up. Oh, you yes. know, like and that's what I mean. Like I if they. I hope they there's a research bit of a resurgence, but they need to get rid of like these old guys. 
from like the 90s. Well, here's the thing. You know what, folks? Will there be a resurgence? In my mind, automatically in the beginning, there's going to be. I mean, you've gotten your product out to so many more people now. Mm-hmm. How, however, Elio brings up a great point here. If you're going to keep giving the drivel and crap that you're pushing at the top of your card as as the best that you got, that resurgence will die rather quick. Nobody wants to see washed up old crap like Tommy Dreamer and RVD and Rhino. and I mean, they're not even C-level players anymore when they show up in the WWE. Um, you know, what's next? Are we going to have Sammy Callahan beating chicks with baseball bats? I mean, it's it's... Every time I keep thinking that maybe there's a resurgence or something special with Impact, mm-hmm. they go and ruin it. So here's your chance, guys. And the media, you bought Access TV, now Impact. And I guess it's going to be up in the next week or so. We'll finally be switching over. But you guys better do some better writing and do some better matches because you know what? You can drink, you can drag the horse to water, but he may only take a sip and not want any more. And that's what's going to happen if you keep giving the drivel that you've been given for the last while. Now, Let's take a quick look here. Uh, some of the, We had a guy named Chima Oog. I don't know if I could say that right. He said, wow, it's split. So I'm not sure if he meant, does, did he think the voting was split? I think, maybe, think? I think maybe at the beginning because I, there was a point where the, the vote was split. So, okay. So Chima, that doesn't answer the question. Doesn't answer the question. <laughs> Colby Cooper, however, put in the yes. And, and, and thank you, Colby. But then Colby Cooper... Shared this over to the uh, Impact Wrestling Worldwide, oh, an no. Impact Fan Nation, <laughs> and uh, and and he put the dubious words of "Let's take this poll over." Well, you know what? By all means, we want as much impact on, and I don't mean that as like you know impact. Uh, we want to hear what you pa- what you fans are really thinking out there. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Chris Walker said, "Yes, no doubt it will." Okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Thomas Sun answered Colby by saying, end of day, people, forgetting Pop was better network reaches 81 million where Access TV is like 53 million. Y'all have to understand Pop was better. Now, what he's saying here is, you know what, they were on Pop TV, but uh, they didn't do Jack there. Yeah. So so Thomas Sun, he does not think it's going to be that big of a deal. All right. Uh, Colby Cooper answered, Pop's demographics were not for wrestling. Okay. Yeah, Which that, Thomas Sun... Re- well, Colby Cooper already answered, so we're not going to get on his case here. Yeah. T- Thomas Sun did say, Colby, Colby doesn't matter. I remember what Impact Fangirls was saying. All Impact needed was a bigger network. Now you don't damn well, you take Pop back. So he said, you know what? They would go back on Pop in a minute if they could. Well, what are they on now? Destination something or other? It's America. It's, it's a crap. No. Is pursuit. that what Destination America? Or Pursuit, yeah, no, yeah Pursuit. pursuit. The Station America was just the network before Pursuit. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many of them, it's been getting a little confusing. All right, um, wow, okay, there is a whole bunch of stuff, and I don't want to wade through a lot of yeah, this, because no, a lot of it these is guys are, crap. These guys are arguing back and forth uh, about right. this. <laughs> and and one guy wrote a whole, like, uh, I don't know, dissertation about this, a guy named Justin Paul Garrett, and uh, <laughs> as far as people seem to be saying... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know what? They're getting so lost in the minutia of what uh, ratings and what Access TV versus Pop TV that, once again, it doesn't really answer the questions we were looking for. But I want to thank you guys. I did read a lot of this. Uh, for for fans who are wondering what this uh, nonsense, sorry, I shouldn't say nonsense, what, what, what they're actually droning on about, check out Impact Fan Nation on uh, Facebook and you can read uh, their giant dissertations. But in the end, 
In the end, 71% of our fans polled said yes. 29% said no. Um, I'm very surprised at that. With the bad will that it seems Impact has been garnering lately, I would have thought it would have been the other way around. So let's see how this goes. We're going to be keeping an eye on this and monitoring it. All right? So fans, we're going to get into uh, what we call now is like our, our kind of our hot topics of the week. And this week, we have two that we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. The first one comes from a piece of news that uh, was a slightly disturbing incident that occurred recently um, at, uh, let's see here. WrestlePro. Uh, okay. At WrestlePro, all right? I've been, uh, following, in- I've been following this uh, promotion. Okay. Well, apparently, you know, they WrestlePro was having a... Um, a special match. I believe Pat Buck was uh, his last match for WrestlePro before. I believe he's been signed by the WWE in some capacity. Yeah, he's a producer. Um, so he was having his last match with the company. During this, Big Cass, formerly of the tag team of Cass and Enzo, mm-hmm. uh, both guys had been appearing on uh, shows uh, across uh, independence in the, in the Northeast. Big Cass was on the show. Um, apparently after his match... He proceeded to wander through the backstage area, yelling and screaming and threatening people and claiming people had stolen his sweater and stolen things from him. Yep. And uh, continuing on, he ends up going into a back room where Pat Buck and uh, members of SCU are are, uh, discussing uh, their upcoming match and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ends up kind of cornering Pat Buck, uh, threatens him, accuses him of stealing from him, then asks him what he's going to do about a tough guy and spits in Pat Buck's face. To which Pat Buck gets up and with one punch takes down Cass. <laughs> and, and then they hold Cass, uh, they kind of they kind of incapacitate him until the police come and take him away. And he was asking um, why he got hit so when he went down. Yeah. Um, this whole story is, first of all, it, it's crazy. Here you've got this former WWE guy. I mean, he's a big dude too. Is it, do you remember how big Cass was? I can't really remember. Um, I was trying to, to tell somebody. Uh, he was I'm pretty not up there. Sure. He? Like, he, I want to say he's like uh, somewhere in the six foot um, range. The six foot, like the six foot six range. Like yeah, he, was, he was pretty tall. He, he like can't six. be seven foot tall like Enzo used to say. No, no, I think I think he was basically pretty close to like six eight, and uh, so okay. he's a very big guy. But the the funny part about him is he 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 was never really bulky. You know what I mean? Right, he was like a yeah. big, tall, lanky guy. Yep. Um, so here he is backstage at an independent show, mm-hmm. and for some strange reason, he's just going off on everybody, screaming and yelling, and, and that's disconcerting. But the whole situation of of uh, cornering a veteran and 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 then spitting in his face is pretty bad. Yeah. You know, um, but then. Uh, how embarrassing to take one punch and go down. <laughs> <laughs> and then asking why he was That's hit. the part of the story. And then asking why he was hit. But, but then, then, it's a, uh, he, uh, he's, then he said that he, the next day he didn't remember any of uh, what happened the night, the night before. Exactly. And you know what's really funny too is when I told – I was telling um, I was telling a lady friend of mine this incident thing. You know, I was reading the story. And the first thing she said to me is, wow, that doesn't make him look very tough for being such a big guy. <laughs> One punch and he went down uh, from an old guy. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. I, I'm not exactly sure how old Pat Buck is. I just realize he's not a, a uh, young man himself. Um there's lots of weird situations in here. Uh, one of the things, and now I don't know, you said you've been following this. I haven't followed it maybe as much as you. Uh, I did note that somebody had noted that when the police had come, that he was he had to be taken into custody because he had been threatening to hurt himself at the time. 
Yeah, apparently, like, oh, yeah. apparently, uh, he said he was having, he's been having, like, mental health issues and, like, suffering from depression. Okay, that that's, the yeah, I, I do see in front of me, um, he has, uh, an apology that was released, uh, dr- during, uh, yeah, <laughs> ironically, he, he via... Yeah, he did it via, uh, yeah, Enzo's Twitter. Enzo, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, but, uh, now here's the thing. This is a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. How bad, in your mind, does this make Big Cass look? Is this like, is this really blowing him out of the water? Is this something that's kind of shocking that with some hard work he can bounce back from? What, what do you think, Elio? In your mind, what do you see out of this whole thing? Well, um, so I didn't, I didn't expect like I didn't expect this uh, to happen uh, from from I didn't expect it from a guy like uh, Cass, but um. Apparently now he said like he's gonna like disappear from the public eye. So I guess maybe some time away would do would do some good. Maybe he can. Now, come do you back. think this whole thing? Do you think this whole thing has damaged uh, him in the eyes of WWE? I mean, um, they don't usually they don't look kindly on this sort of behavior. But then they have like other people that have done like like they have the Usos and Jeff Hardy and stuff. But they haven't uh, done this sort of thing, so it's uh, hard to say. Hmm. Bear in mind also that those people that you mentioned are, are guys that were marketable by the WWE. Right. WWE didn't think Cass was so marketable. I mean, they turfed him unceremoniously, and they haven't showed no interest in taking him back. I thought I heard something about uh, oh, that was probably just a rumor then uh, that uh, they were gonna make a return. <laughs> That's but, definitely gotta yeah, be a rumor. Definitely gotta be a rumor. I don't think uh, after everything that Enzo's done. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no way in hell Enzo Amore <laughs> ever ends up in the WWE. Okay. Um, now, folks, you know what? Um, I took a long time thinking about this whole incident and taking a look <laughs> at the way things are, especially across the independents. Uh, I have been backstage at many, many shows over the years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it happened. It, it doesn't happen at every show, but I have been to certain shows where um, guys are drinking backstage okay. or smoking are smoking dope. They go outside. and I, I remember once being in a company and working for them a bit, where they had decided that they were going to put a very strict no-drug policy. If you smoke marijuana and they caught you, they were going to kick you out and, and you wouldn't be part of their shows. Oh, okay. And, and the promoter who was saying that and trying to enforce that, his wife would come up and get high with the guys outside while he was his her husband was wrestling. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something you see a lot. And uh, I've seen lots of guys, and let's face it, Wrestling attracts, uh, you know, a certain kind of personality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, to, to be that kind of performer, you, you definitely have to have some kind of something about you. You know what I mean? There's got to be something, something, right? Yep. And and um, it brings out sometimes uh, some of the odd ducks. I've met some really strange, weird-ass people <laughs> in wrestling who are really – they're just people, but they are definitely weird. You have know? you met your friend Fasad? You know what? I don't know if he exists, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's a weird composite <laughs> that somebody drew. Anyways, um, I'm not sure what to think of this. Um, I read this. I, I can feel bad for a guy. Um, but here's one thing that it's kind of... I don't know. This is the part that bothers me, okay? The guy is a massive dude. Yeah. And he goes around and he's bullying people in the back of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Then he gets taken down and becomes the victim. And I have a problem with that. Um I have a problem with bullying, and I, I don't know. I really don't know if uh, he has some mental issues. I mean, everybody has mental issues, but would this have been a bigger story if, uh, you know, what kind of story would this have been if it had been like uh, Joey Janela 
was going backstage threatening people. I mean, most people wouldn't have given a crap because he's a smaller guy, right? Yeah, and he, he said he wasn't pressing charges. He, he, he said that Casters needs help. So the whole situation, um, I find it bizarre. I think yep. it's very damaging. It's very damaging. Um, I've worked with many promoters, and the one thing promoters will tell you is sometimes you may get a guy who's popular and maybe he seems like he could be a big of, a bit of a name. Mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily ever want to put a championship or put a person in a position of trust if they can't be trusted, if they're erratic, if, they, uh, if they're just a guy you can't count on. And, and, and you read this kind of account, and to me, it, just, it makes me feel like Big Cass at this moment is a person you can't count on. Now, we already know Enzo Amore has proven himself very <laughs> much to be a person you can't count on, just by strictly his behavior. Yeah, that guy's a mess. And I find it really bizarre that after they they both were fired, that they ended up back together again because it seemed like they didn't really like each other near the end. But so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think this is a, a bit of a. It's made press everywhere, and it's a bit of a bad mark. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit bold here and say we are not gonna see Big Cass in the WWE for at least a decade after this. Okay. Um, no, it's gonna be I a long time. So it's gonna be a long time before uh, we ever see him again. Anywhere, yeah, in, any, in any promotion. Yeah, unless it's just Joe Blow crappy little uh, promotion. Because there's lots of those promotions who will, who will get anybody to, to wrestle that, that they think may bring in one fan. So, you know, those irreputable, uh, you know, those kind of things. They, he may His name may show up at the bottom of uh, some, you know, like, uh, I don't know, W Piss Poor Wrestling or something like that. But... Uh, I don't think we're going to see Big Cass for a very long time. People are uh, that, pe- that is pe- people are already commenting. He's going to show up in the EEW soon enough. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Now, uh, our second hot topic today that I'd like to talk about is um, I'd like to talk a bit about MLW. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been watching and tracking MLW for the last while. We've talked a lot about yep. their shows. They're on. They're one of the shows that we actually highlight and watch weekly and talk a little bit about. As I'm watching this and I'm noticing that MLW, uh, they're getting closer to network signings. They're, they're, uh, they're on BN Sports is starting to like give them more and more play. Mm-hmm. The question, and I think we're going to run this as a poll for next week, Elio. I, I want you okay. to set it up in a couple days. All right. All right. Is can MLW become one of the big three with WWE, AEW? Can MLW make its way to the top? Again, a yes sir. Again, part of the conversation. Again, a yes or no question. (laughs) Yes. Now, folks, if you want to explain why or go on tangents, by all means, but please put yes or no first. Okay. It really, you know, because the rest of it is just nonsense that I'm not going to read. If you if you can't answer the question, why do I want to read the rest of it? I, I, you know what? Okay. (laughs) So that's a poll. Can can MLW make it as one of the big three? Okay. Okay. Now, what do you think? Uh, when you look at MLW, um, first of all, let, let's take a quick look here. Before I ask you that, let's look okay. at what MLW brings to the table, okay? <laughs> they bring, right now, the Contra unit is definitely one of the hottest um, acts going on right now in the independents. Right. They bought. They got these wrestlers who, uh, Simon Gotch, someone who had a small brief run in the WWE, Um <laughs> Well, not even then. I guess he more more was like NXT, and he had a very poor run in it, WWE, but floating around in the mm. in the minors. You know, you get uh, Joseph Samael, who 
I mean, have you even heard of this guy before controversy? I have. I've never heard before MLW. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, and as far as I understand, he's a he's one of the producers for MLW. What? So he's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and okay. uh, and then you got Joseph Fatu, who was pretty much uh, just starting out. You know, he hasn't made much of a name for himself. Uh, the three of them come together, form this really cool idea. Um, I guess they were kind of like the wolf, um, kind of like the NWO in a way. They were these okay. guys who just came in and attacked people, and and the fans were digging it. They even added a fourth member, who we're going to talk a bit more in the. Well, we should probably talk about him now. Um, they added in a fourth member who uh, who actually brought a lot. Um, the name of Akira Kwan. Okay, and uh, it's a it's important that I bring up Akira Kwan right now because. I actually have an interview set up with Akira Kwan in a couple days, and hopefully we'll be able to get it on next week's episode. Okay, looking forward He's, to that. So, you know, you got the Contra unit. You got this cool, uh, ultra-heavy um, bad guy unit. Then you got this kind of weird unit. Uh, what does uh, Selena call her group? Um, Promociones promotion. Dorado. Okay, so the the golden promotion in Spanish. Um, here she has a bunch. Here she has a bunch of luchadors, yeah. uh, and ironically, Jimmy Jacobs and uh, and um, no, sorry, not Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, Jimmy, sorry, Jimmy Havoc. Oh, sorry, I, I use a real wrestler's name instead of that crappy Havoc guy. Um, Jimmy Havoc, and um, you know the, she's got uh, like L.A. Park and all these luchadors who the fans just dig, uh, but they're a bad guy unit, and you know mm -hmm. you got. You got Tom Lawler, and uh, and now he's been teaming up with Low Key, which is a big surprise, and, and the Von Erics. Yep. And so you've got all these really fun wrestlers in there. You got the Hart Foundation, uh, made of Teddy Hart, Brian Pillman Jr., and uh, Harry Smith. And we haven't and seen you... Harry Smith in uh, in weeks. No, but you know, I'm sure we're going to see him soon. And then you even have, uh, you know, what do they call the guys? The Dynasty. The Dynasty. Uh, yeah, they've got they've got some great characters. And yep. if you've watched the shows, the shows have been fun. A lot of the times that we were rating the shows before, we, we were always putting MLW, it seemed, at like number one. It was getting the most uh, points out of us because yep. good wrestling, funny stories, great characters. Hell, we didn't even men mention Mance Warner, who's probably <laughs> one of the – who's been rapidly becoming one of my He's favorite one independent of the wrestlers. He, he is the highlight of like that show – yeah, I mean, when he's on, you're you're guaranteed a good laugh and probably a good fight. Um, so MLW brings a lot to the table. Elio, is it is enough? It? Do they have enough to be the third up there? Do you think that they they can, if they had exposure on a uh, national platform um, like AEW, and do you think they could make a run at being one of the top promotions? I think they could. I mean, it's uh, MLW is just a fun watch. It's like an easy and it's an easy watch and. It doesn't drag on. It just, like, before you know it, the hour has gone by. That is true. And i got to say, um, sometimes I, I don't mind lucha wrestling. Like, there are times I'll go look up AAA Wrestling Watch. At their times, I'll look up CMLL. Yep. But you have to be in a mindset for it. Um, the one thing about MLW is it actually brings luchador wrestlers and kind of, I don't know what the word is, polishes them a bit so that they're a little easier to, to digest for the American and Canadian uh, fans. Mm -hmm. um, I find that the Lucha matches that they have on there aren't your typical, you know, throwaway Lucha matches. Um, no, I've, I've, seen, the actual, I've, seen, I've seen the actual AAA shows and they're, they're, they just like move around that ring. It's like, <laughs> you have to have two sets of, two sets of eyes just to follow the action. 
And 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 that's a bit, and one of the bad things about you watch those AAA shows. Like there's a, things are going a hundred miles an hour, but not much is happening. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. No, like they like do fifty media. moves on each other, and yeah, and then somebody steps up and it's as if nothing happened. And and it's hard to wrap your head around the idea of what we look for in wrestling. However, they seem to when they bring in those same lucha wrestlers, they kind of direct them in a way to make them more palatable mm-hmm. for American and Canadian tastes. And uh, it, it's been a great hybrid. You know, it's one of the things they call themselves hybrid wrestling. I I really think if they were given a platform that they could actually be uh, way bigger in the mix than ROH. Yep. Um, maybe they could be, you know, right up there with AEW, maybe even competing with AEW because they deliver some really good wrestling all over the place. They have some comedy. They have some hard stuff. They mm-hmm. have they have that alternative that people have said they've wanted for a long time, and it's just not a lot of people are getting their eyes on them. Um, so let's put that up. That'll be our poll this week. Okay. Could MLW, if given a national platform, become one of the top three promotions in the United States? I- I'm curious, fans. Please answer yes or no, <laughs> and then tell me what the hell you think. <laughs> I'll even read it if it says a yes or no somewhere in there. Um, and I won't make fun of you. Well, not much fun as I usually would make fun of you. Um, so, yes, please do that. Now, before we go off to our break, just because we're, we were talking about that, and I know I kind of surprised you with this, uh, I wanted to talk quickly about the Triple A show that was just uh, in um, Madison Square Garden. Okay. <laughs> and uh, now... Going into this, fans, uh, okay, let me explain. It was originally supposed to be in Madison Square Garden. However, ticket sales were nowhere near what they thought, and they had to move it to one of the smaller rooms just adjacent Mm -hmm. of Madison Square Garden. So that in itself had me a little bit trepidatious of what was going to happen here. Now, watching the the, uh, card, there was some typical, you know, lucha silliness. There was a lot of TNA wrestlers, or Impact wrestlers. I shouldn't say TNA. That's been ingrained into me. Uh, well, lots of I'm Impact sorry, wrestlers. Was it, was it, was it, this was a card where they had Taya versus Tessa Blanchard, right? Yes, okay. yes. Now, uh, and also AAA, I, I don't understand, but they seem to have a weird fetish, but there's lots of clown wrestlers. <laughs> I noticed there's that. Psycho clown, miniature uh, yeah. clown. Dry hump clown, uh, <laughs> out of recovery clown. I don't know. There's lots of clowns. Now, um, I watched not all of it. I mean, some of it I, I couldn't. Some of it I couldn't watch. Um, the ones I could watch, I wanted. You know, there was a really great four way which featured Flamita, Puma King, Daga, and Aerostar, okay. which was actually a really fun four way match, um, showcasing what lucha wrestling is about without being too, you know, over the top. Um, the match you just brought up, that was a really interesting match. Taya Valkyrie versus Tessa Blanchard for the the AAA women's belt. Uh, going in, Tessa Blanchard was the champion. Now, it's so weird to see this because when we watch on Impact, Tessa Blanchard's the good guy trying to rise up against, you know, Sammy Callahan and his horde. Right. And Taya, and Taya Valkyrie's this horrible, evil, snot-nosed, you know, princess that no one likes. But in this match... She was the uh, good guy. Wow. Taya was like the the fan favorite, and Tessa was the bad guy. Yeah, I'm still so, so a fan of Taya. Yeah, I you know I knew Taya a long time ago when she first started wrestling when she first graduated from Storm Academy. Uh-huh. Um, she has come a long ways, like a really long way. That I'll give her. Um, I'm not sure if I'm really sold on her, but I'd actually like you to go back and take a look at that match if you can. Okay. Yep. Um, I think you might get a better. A, she performed. She wrestled rather well here, and I, and I want you to take a look at that match, okay? okay. Um, 
Then there was a match on here that blew me away, man. Just blew me away. Mm-hmm. And that was um, that was the Lucha Brothers, <coughs> excuse me, taking on LAX. Oh, and okay. it was it was a blow away match, man. It was it was incredible. I really enjoyed this match. <laughs> really good. Lots of cool things happening in it. Um, it, it did you fall off your chair? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he was just opening another case of beer. Got it. Okay. Um, so, you know, there were some other matches. And I did mention that the main event was kind of a letdown. And I kind of thought it was. Um, it's just one of those matches that just seemed to not really get going. And when it did finally get going, it just ended abruptly. And it ended up being uh, Blue Demon Jr. versus Dr. Wagner Jr. With Dr. Wagner taking the win out of nowhere. <coughs> An interesting thing to note Um the whole slant to this card mm-hmm. was pro-Mexican and pro-Spanish. So there was lots of impact wrestlers who had an ongoing war with the, the AAA guys. And at the end, the, you know, the tri- uh, the impact guys come out and ambush all the good guys. And, and then they get driven back. So it was kind of funny to see it on a reverse. Because a lot of times we see the impact as the good guys and the, the AAA as the bad guys. So it was nice to see it from another perspective. Um, fans, I would say take a look at this card. It was fun. Well, this this, one, sure. this one sounded a lot better than Triple Mania. Dude, it was way better than Triple Mania. <laughs> okay, it was way triple better. Triple Mania was painful. Oh, Triple Mania! Triple Mania was triple crap. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the best way to put it. All right, uh, we're gonna go to a break. Okay. When we get back, we're gonna talk about some MLW. We're gonna talk about WWE <laughs> NXT UK. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk a bit about ROH and I just have before me that just came in. The brackets for the AEW Tag Team Tournament coming up. We're going to quickly go over those, make our predictions, talk about all the things we've got. we got lots going on, folks, so you better come back. Because if you don't, Elio will breathe on you. And believe me, <laughs> when you have that much alcohol mixed together, how you survive is beyond me. Catch your kids back. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey folks, we are back. Elio. Yes, sir. How many drinks did you pound while we were away? Oh, I don't know. I lost count. I'm not even going to ask how many girls he pounded. It was okay. Let's just go on to wrestling. Elio, you disgust me. All right. WWE NXT UK. Um, this week's show kind of a letdown a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd had some really hot shows leading up to the big events, and you kind of got to expect that the the next thing after a takeover or something might not be the best. Right. Um, I'm going to say uh, the the one thing I didn't really care that much for was. Uh, this Knox chick, Tegan Knox. Um, oh. They made such a big, they made such a big fuss, and then like, I mean, it was just a really quick squash match. You know, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's like um, whatever her name was, Shax. Um, yeah, Shax came out first, I believe, and then uh, Tegan Knox came out. The bell rang, kick boot to the face, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was a bit of a letdown. Wow. And already um, they were throwing her into a into a program with uh, Kaylee Ray. Yeah. She 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 uh, challenges the champ after one beating up one jobber, and I gotta say, 
Um, I don't know. I wasn't really that much of a fan of the main event. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews uh, defending their belts against James Drake and Zach Gibson. Not that great of a match. Now, it was okay. the, now uh, next weekend, they're doing this uh, British Rounds uh, match. Mm. What is that exactly? Uh, it's a match consisting of six three-minute rounds with 30-second breaks between the rounds. And you get two pinfalls, two submissions, and one knockout. Oh, this sounds stupid. <laughs> what happened to just wrestling? What the hell? <laughs> Whatever. And then they had, they had like uh, guys like William Regal and uh, Nigel McGuinness talking about explaining about the history of it. I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. What it's gonna, I, don't, I really don't know how it's gonna be. It's gonna be crap. Um, hopefully, we get some stuff out of it. But let's face it. I mean, we don't do those matches because they don't work. I mean, they announced the first match should Scallop or Sid Cassius win a rematch. Oh yeah, that ought to go great. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, the best thing I found in this uh, this week's thing, um, I did enjoy Fabian Ark, uh, um, Fabian Eicher and Marcel Barthol, and you knew you had to say it. I had to say his name once. Yeah. Uh, they, they always impress me. These two, they're a good tag team. Well, for for you, uh, what was the worst and what was the best thing about hey, probably, the next uh, probably, no, Okay, the, be- the best for me was uh, Imperium Marcel Barthol and uh, Fabian Eicher again in the opening match. The worst was at Norm Dar uh, conference. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I just blanked that out. It was pretty bad. <laughs> that was terrible. I think that's the point, though, isn't it? I think, are they trying to market him as just like an idiot chick? I mean, if if they are, it's working. <laughs> I mean, you, I used to like you, Noam you, Dar. You could tell he was talking to an empty room. Yeah, it's. I used to like Noam Dar, but they're making me. They're they're making him too much of a clown lately. Yeah, and not a and not a good clown. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't end up a triple A as Scottish clown. Oh, oh, oh no. You know how you know you don't have these promoters listening to our show? They might get yeah, ideas. Yeah, gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah. Scottish clown and cockroach clown. Anyways, um all in all folks, this week's episode was kind of a, for me and yeah, I I could've I, I could have missed it. It wasn't that great. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a thumbs down this week on this one. But I think it's like you kind of got to expect those things when you're like coming off these big, uh, you know, like takeover events. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move over to MLW Fusion this week. Okay. The MLW, ML, we're going to have a few things to talk about on this one. Um, even though there was only two matches, uh, there was a really crappy match, and uh, the main event was actually pretty good. I enjoyed yep. the War Chamber. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about uh, Leo Bryan. Okay. Oh, my Leo. God, this guy. Oh, well, did, they, did, they, did they even announce his opponent's name? You know, they didn't. And <laughs> okay, then, like, I thought, the I, worst I, thought part I missed it. Is, well, the worst part is one of the announcers asked the other announcer. <laughs> uh, like, Rich asked uh, Tony Giovanni what the guy's name was, and Giovanni was like, what, does it really matter? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did, a, they did end up mentioning his name later on. His name was Wade Banks, but uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty obvious that uh, he was just fodder. Yep. You know, um, Leo Bryan. Um, I described to Elio as we went on the show that we were going to talk about this guy. I said, I remember the day when Bruiser Brody used to be like this really cool super wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. And then WWE tried to bring us John Nord, the Berserker. <laughs> the Berserker. And, and the Berserker was so crappy and cartoony that even though he was big and imposing looking, he didn't make you think of Bruiser Brody. He just made you think of, ugh, this guy, right? <laughs> well, I got to say, Leo Bryan makes John Nord seem awesome, okay? 
<laughs> oh man, Leo Bryan is this fat, overweight. Sure, he's tall, but he's just like slobby looking, yep. bleached, blonde, dyed, terrible dye job guy with not very good wrestling skill. Like his wrestling. Apparently, is they atrocious. said. Apparently, they said he used to go after criminals, but then uh, yeah, he was a bounty hunter. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, was not impressed with this guy. And the funniest part is uh, they did like they did this little thing where they had a talking head of him in the back, like, you know, threatening people or whatever. Yep. But they screwed up it so that the audio wasn't like, wasn't synced up to the actual like guy's face. Oh. So it just made him look even worse. <laughs> it just looked so bad. It's so, so amateurish. And I thought maybe... So I thought maybe it was a translation from like, you know, over to YouTube, but then when the show came back on, everyone else was synced up. So it's like, oh, nope, that was just that. They didn't even care enough to do a good job on his promo. This guy's going to be a future end book entry. Oh, he, I think so. He's There's something about him that just, he's headed to the book of shame if they keep oh showing this crap. God. But hey, let's talk now the main event. The main event, which we've been talking about forever. People have been saying, when is this coming? Finally, the Contra unit, all four of them, yep. taking on the team of Filthy Tom Lawler, mm-hmm. uh, the Von Erich brothers, and Low Key, who I announced on last week's episode was the surprise entry. Damn it, this was a good match. This was. I, I really enjoyed this match a lot. Um, and the few things I got out of it is, first of all, on the Contra side, Fatu man is a powerful dude, okay? Mm-hmm. I was impressed at how much uh, he could take. Um, Simon Gotch. Definitely a sneaky little bastard. He was doing lots of little uh, junk in there. Uh, Akira Kwan, fast. Man, that guy was moving around and doing a lot of unique offense. And Joseph Samuel, well, he bled a lot. <laughs> uh, he's definitely he's the leader of the group, and he is definitely the weakest link of, of that group. Wow. Um, the other side, uh, Tom Lawler. Mm-hmm. Um I think he needs a little more work on his offense. I mean, he, he's great for punching and kicking, but he he doesn't really do a heck of a lot more except that kind of run splash, which doesn't look all that painful into the corner. Um, Low-key, low-key still got it after all these years. He looked really good in there. But I want to talk a second about the Von Eriks. I was actually impressed. I was really kind of afraid that they were going to get exposed, that we would see them as like they were just a name. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they uh, impressed me, especially the bigger one, Marshall. Marshall. Uh, Marshall was a beast in there. Yep. Um, the only thing I don't like is him not wearing wrestling shoes. I, um, yeah. I got to think that's unsafe. I have a unsafe. problem with that. I have a problem with that. I mean, like, how, how does that work? How do you, how do you even move around yeah. without wearing any uh, wrestling boots? Like, exactly. And we've seen, like, I mean, the WWE, remember, uh, what's his name, used to not wear his shoes? Um Rusev, hey, whatever happened to Rusev? Did that guy die? No, Rusev. Anyways, <laughs> I haven't seen that dude forever. But anyways, remember Rusev used to come out without shoes. Yeah. And then when he when he got called to the main uh, to the main um, company, they uh, made him put on boots. <laughs> uh so yeah, that bothers me. But he's a beast, man. He is big. His brother, he's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and just I know it's cheesy as all hell, but you gotta laugh about the yeah, Iron Claw. I mean. When I was a kid, th- when I was a kid, that yeah. that crap made me just laugh. You know, like it was kind of a funny, goofy part of wrestling. It kind of makes me laugh still. It, it's still goofy as crap, yeah. but it's it's cool that they're they're well, making you, it seem you like knew, it's something. You knew Kim Von Eric was so, gonna put the claw on someone. 
Yeah, now the question is, and we have no idea because MLW could throw anything at us. There was some dude who tried to get into the match uh, wearing a mask, tried to climb into the cage, and uh, Kevin Von Erich took him down with a claw. I'm wondering if that's going to be a fifth member, or was that just a chance for us to see Kevin Von Erich throw a claw mm, at somebody? Good question. So all in all, this week's episode, pretty darn fun. I mean, that match lasted a good 25 minutes. It was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Um Contra lost, but it still wasn't a decisive victory. You know what I mean? Now, the only thing that bothered me about this match, and I want you fans to look back, and Elio, if you get a chance, just look at the very end. When the Von Eriks win the when they win the match, right? When the when Marshall wins the match, him and his brother start celebrating. They they go over and they pick up Loki and uh they're celebrating with him. Meanwhile, Tom Loyler's laying in the Uh corner bleeding. And at least two minutes goes by before any of them go over and talk to him. <laughs> They're so busy cheering and holding hands up. And Lawler's in the corner just like dying. So I thought, oh, that's kind of douchey. <laughs> no, I like What did you think about uh, the War Chamber? It was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Yep. It, it just kind of showcases the fun that MLW can do. Like, this could have been a really... Uh, it could have been pretty bad, like because we've seen War Chamber, well, War Games yep. in the past. Some were good, some were terrible. This was pretty good. I enjoyed this. The barbed wire across the top—that's a new uh, instead oh, of a cage yeah, top. Yeah, I the barbed that. wire. Um, I, I think Samuel <laughs> noticed it more when he got it in space. But hey, so folks, yeah, uh, this week's episode definitely—it yep. was a highlight of one of their big shows, and uh, you only got to see two matches. One that kind of stunk. But uh, this match was good enough that it took the the the, now, the fart smell say, off though, of the first um, match. So H two videos as uh, terrible as they are, didn't quite mind it this week though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Teddy yeah. by himself without a cat wasn't as wasn't as cringy. Although uh, <laughs> comparing hockey players to dying on the ice and stuff like that was a, yeah, a little yeah, dramatic. I but uh, this week, this week it was bad. And I always love how Teddy <laughs> know, always right? has to throw swears in and then apologize, but then swear again. You know what I mean? Like he's like, "Oh, a bunch of pussies," and by pussies I mean cat, which made no sense. Yeah, yeah. Can I say pussy? Oh, you could take it off. You could bleep it off like all the other stuff you do. It's like they've never bleeped your stuff, to <laughs> Teddy. They've never bleeped your stuff on MLW. So, okay, uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad of a promo. It was kind of funny. Um, although uh, the penalty is death, it seems pretty extreme. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Teddy Hart goes to prison for murdering MJF. What the heck? It's wrestling, buddy. It ain't. Anyway, uh, this, this week, this week, yeah. So yeah, that up. was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, it definitely gets a thumbs up to me too. Um, so you know what? Let's okay. let's uh, talk a little bit about New Japan. Um, we had uh, we had a bunch of cards. The the, the roads to destruction. And we, uh, ex- we explained that all these roads of destruction led to three destruction events. There was destruction in Bipo, Kagoshima. destruction yep. in Kagoshima. Oh. And what's the last one going to be? I can't remember. Nagasaki, maybe? Oh, well. We'll talk about it next week when it comes up. But uh, quickly looking at uh, these destruction cards. The first night, destruction in Bipu. Not a lot really went on in this one, except in the main event, where... Hiroshi Tanahashi actually lost to Zack Sabre Jr. Lost the British yep. heavyweight title. I called this last week. So did you. Our pick was uh, our pick was for Zack to win the match uh, and retain that be- or to win that belt back. Uh, good match. Lots of grappling. Lots of hard hitting. Um, 
Tanahashi amazes me. For a guy so beat up, he still manages to put in some really good matches. So I, I, I would say that it was an okay card. However, the next night had a lot more things going on, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff right now. Um, first of all, we didn't even realize this, but uh, there was a defense of the IWGP tag, Junior Tag Team Belts, and uh, that was uh, the team of El Fantasmo and uh, T.G. Ishimori, who is uh, the Bullet Club, defending against... Uh, the team of Robbie Eagles and Will Birds Ospreay. Prey, I think yeah. they called themselves the Bird of Birds of Prey or something like that. Um, this was a really fun, exciting match. Um, one of the things that really stuck out in my mind is El Fantasmo takes a hell of a beating, <laughs> but still manages to kick out a lot. Um, I like that how they don't book him as like they book him as a douchebag, but they don't necessarily book him as like you yep. know like a chicken shit heel. You know what I mean? He 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 has some strength in him. He can. He can face some things, and he takes a beating and keeps going. So I enjoyed that. In the end, uh, the Bullet Club retains with uh, the good old belt to the face of one of uh, Robbie Eagles, I, I believe, uh, ate a belt to the face from uh, Ishimori. Um, one of the main events, we're going to talk about this. As we, we had picked our things, and, I'm sorry, and I, I'm sorry, I, I'm I believe just, we were both wrong. I was just looking up uh, on the third destruction of Kobe on the 22nd. Kobe, okay. Um, now, we talked about the main event was going to be Kota Ibushi was going to put up his uh, his right to challenge at uh, Wrestle Kingdom versus Kenta. And uh, yeah. I think we both we both picked Kenta to win this, uh, although we were uncertain of Kenta's uh, health after, you know, his match against uh, um, he, he was uh, Tomohiro Ishii yeah, in, in, in uh, the, the Royal thing there where he took a looked like he took a pretty bad concussion. But. Uh, he came out. Uh, interesting match. He jumped Abushi right from the beginning. Was on him like the first half of the match. Just like he even took the the suitcase, rips it up, takes the contract out, says this is mine, and then destroyed the suitcase and told the audience that he was going to make a better one with Bullet Club insignias on it. Uh, as it was, uh, Abushi took a beating, took a beating, and then came back and surprisingly won this match. Uh, I was very shocked at this. I thought Kenta was going to be the one that they were going to put up as the new challenger. So it really surprised me to see uh, to see Abushi fight back. It was a pretty good match. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk about, well, I should mention two things quickly here. Um, they kept showing, like they showed uh, Evil and Naito versus uh, Tagahashi and uh, Jay White with the previewing here of uh, Naito putting his belt up against Jay White. Uh, it's been a lot of back and forth mental things between these two guys. Um there was lots of funny stuff in mm -hmm. this. Uh, Evil and Naito won. And at the end of the match, um, you know how like Naito does that whole like pounds his chest and then puts his arms straight up and, and like, yep. you know, you're supposed to like bump his fist and stuff like that. Uh, he, oh. ke he kept doing that to Jay White to mock him. Jay White was on his knees. Uh, he acted like he went to do it. And then because the match was over, he, uh, oh. he punched Naito as hard as he could in the dick. Took him down pretty hard and then mocked him as he laid there. So that'll be exciting as the main event. We'll talk about that next week. Um, going in, I'm picking Jay White to win. Um, the, I, I think he'll take the belt. Who is your pick against Naito versus putting his belt up against uh, Jay White? As, as, you uh, as you said in previous weeks, Naito doesn't really care Jay about White. titles. True. Mm -hmm. And I think Jay White's due to be back up in that top position. Um the last thing I want to talk about is something I talked before about how last week, how um, uh, 
Suzuki had come out, Minoru Suzuki, and turned around, grabbed Juice and Thunder yep. Liger, and dragged him into the ring as he was on commentary and attacked him, and he had to be carried out. Well, this night mm-hmm. uh, there was a there was a big match going on, and um, uh, just let me find it. I, I, it was like a big six man kind of thing going on, and it, uh, it had Juice and Liger, uh, Tomaki Hanma, Togi Makabe, and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Doki. Yoshinobu Kanomaro, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. In this match, there came a point where um, they had Liger in the ring. Suzuki took a chair, hit the referee with the yep. chair, and then started beating uh, Liger that. with the chair. Yep. Then wow. all four guys got on him, and then they unmasked him in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after the chaos had settled, and I don't mean the group chaos, after everything settled down, uh, Liger got on the mat, on the thing and threw out a challenge to Suzuki and said he's had enough that Suzuki humiliated him and that he will he will have yep. his revenge. So we've I've talked about this that these two are definitely on a collision course. Um, mm. After this one, you know, I was thinking it might be Wrestle oh, Kingdom, but okay. after this event, it might it might be a lot sooner than that. So um, let's let's keep our eyes on this one. I'm not sure where that's going to go now. Great, you know, we've talked a lot of uh, cool stuff this week. We're going to talk quickly. Uh, I got before me the brackets for the AEW Tag Team Tournament. Oh, okay. Okay, and uh, I, I think we're going to make our picks and, and see where we get here, okay? Okay. Um, first round, the fir- one of the first round matches, the Young Bucks versus Private Party. Ooh. Who are you picking, Elio? Mm. You know, um, I said I wanted to see more from this uh, team, so I'm going to go with Private Party. Good pick, Elio. I, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'll play double advocate. I was gonna pick Private Party, but I'm gonna pick Young Bucks. Okay. Okay. Just so we can be opposite. Also in the first round, the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. <laughs> that's that's Luchasaurus oh and uh, Jungle Boy. I can't. Who take, you I, I can't take that name seriously. Yeah, true. Who you who you picking in this one? I'm sorry. Who who's your team? Lucha Brothers versus uh, Jurassic I'm Express. I'm going with Lucha. I'm going to have to go with Lucha Brothers. All right. I'm going to go with Jurassic Express. Okay. All right. Also in the first round, the Best Friends versus SoCal U. Oh, I have to go with SCU. I'm going to agree with you on this one and go SCU too. Now, we do know that there will be a semifinals where the Dark Order – God, I can't believe these losers made it <laughs> – will get a bye and they will face the winners of the SCU Best Friends match. So, Wait, how did they get a buy? Uh, on that last pay per view, remember they defeated uh, SCU or no? Who did they defeat? Uh, the best friends and the winner of that oh, match okay, would get an automatic right, yeah, buy right. in the tournament. So, uh, God, I hope Dark Order doesn't win. They they suck. <laughs> they really suck. Well, you know what, Elio? Uh, we we traveled all over the place this week. We got a we lot did. of stuff in. Yep. So, fans, you know what? Lots of great wrestling going on now. If if you want to take the chance to write into us. And uh, tell us uh, what's on your mind about wrestling. Uh, answer any of our polls. Please try and answer the poll. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Elio, tell the good people all the places they can uh, they can find us. Hey, uh, on, write to uh, us. Write to us. Write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast. In Instagram, Wrestling POV 1. And Twitter at Wrestling POV. And you know what, fans? If you like our show and you like a bit of the humor, we have a sister show. And uh, 
It features uh, four bizarre stalking deviants, which I won't even get into. If you, if you read last week, you, you know the, the creepiness that is uh, wrestling uh, POV. And every week you get uh, Tony, do, do I look good in this t-shirt, Diaz. Uh, Rick, hey, can I whisper something in your ear, Serrano the Third? Uh, Mimi, can you send me a Polaroid goody? And uh, Miguel, ooh, is that big? Ugh, cool. You can find the four of them on Wrestling POV. They're our sister show. They're on the same network you're listening to us on. They're every Saturday. We're every Wednesday. But where are all the places you can find our fine podcasts? All right. You can find us on uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and YouTube. Well, you're there. You know what, fans? We've had a tremendous time. We know that we are broadcast across the world. And we want to say hello to all our great friends in North America, South America, all across Europe, all through the British Isles. I know you're part of Europe, but I know you guys like to be singled out. Um, we even have fans in Asia and uh, I do believe New Zealand and Australia. That's great. We want to say hello to all you guys. And, of course, for whatever wacky reason, love them. Got the Russians listening in, so Privyet, my friends. Hope you guys got a bit of uh, wrestling in you. Hope you. Uh, hopefully, we can steer you to some better wrestling. I know sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I feel like me and Elio are like this giant comb sifting through the shit that is independent wrestling, trying to find the good turds, polish them up, and let you look at them. What a colorful portrait you paint! <laughs> and I'm not even the one who drinks. Anyways. <laughs> Have a great night, fans. I've been your host, the legend TJ Logan. Uh, Elio, gentlemen, say goodbye to the good people. All right, fans, we'll talk to you all next week.